Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, friends, welcome to Wednesday night. Good to have you back again, and uh, looking forward to a good message tonight. It's uh, bringing a message that I've talked about before, but it's always on my heart. It's a time to pray. You know, I don't know if how many of you recognize we're in a cultural war, a spiritual war that's going on in our nation and in this world right now. And uh, Timothy, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he he prepared us for this. And he said in Timothy chapter uh, uh, three, Second uh, Timothy chapter three, he says, "But know this: in the last days, perilous times will come." You know, we live in a culture today. I I don't know about you, but I'm. <laughs> I just can't get over all the crazy, evil things that are happening today, and yet people are calling good evil and evil good, and we know that's of the enemy. But it goes on to say men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors... Uh, headstrong, haughty, uh, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, a form of godliness that is denying its power and from such people turn away. Listen, we're living in that day. We're living in this day, the last days. And it's uh, a lot of things going on. But you know what? God has called us to pray. You know, if we don't pray, it's, it seems, uh, Wesley said, it seems that if you don't pray, nothing God will do nothing. Well, that's pretty much how he set it up. He wants us to unify and agree with him and, and pray to him and be in partnership with him to pray. Every one of us has a responsibility. In fact, some say, well, I, 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 you know, I don't pray much and I don't do this much and I don't do that. But you know what? Jesus, right before he gave this parable he, in Luke 18, 1, he said, men or women, you know, when he says men, it's mankind, should always pray and not give up or faint. Listen, it's so easy to throw your hands up in this world today if you're not careful, if you're not depending on God. Now, we have a God that w will answer our prayer and he will help us and he can turn a nation around. How many of you know he can turn a nation around? I don't know if you remember over in, in Jonah, when Jonah went to Nineveh. Of course, of course, Jonah didn't want to go, but he did. And when he went there, Nineveh was a terrible, terrible country. And and uh, when he went there, uh, he told them what God had said, and he said they needed to repent, and they repented, and God gave them 15, I think it was like 15 more years. How many of you know God can turn this nation around? Not everybody will get saved. Not everybody will, will follow after the Lord. But we can turn the nation around. We've lost our moral compass. And, and if we're not careful, the church, as a church, we can sit back and do nothing. We don't want to be sitting back. We have such power. There's the, the greatest power in the world is somebody that knows God and knows how to pray. That's the greatest power. Now, we know what uh, it said in Second Chronicles 7, 14, when God, uh, when God appeared to Solomon and, and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place, which the uh, temple was dedicated at that time, for myself as a ha house of sacrifice. 
Then it goes on to say, if, if all these things happen, if calamities come, if rains don't, it doesn't rain, if uh, the locusts come and devour the crops, all those things come. But he says this, that I've said it before, one of the biggest words in the Bible is called if. <laughs> if, one word, I-F, if my people, now who are my, his people? Us, the church today, are, who are called by his name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. Well, in one rendering it says, crave, uh, require as necessity. How many of you know God needs to be your necessity? Not just when I want him sometimes and I don't want him some. No, he, he wants to be a part of everything you do in your life. And he wants you to be in partnership with him. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Now, we're t he's talking about his people. He's talking about the church. We have to turn from the things of the, the world and turn to the things of God if we want to stand in, in allegiance with him and in, in line with what he wants on the earth today. Amen? So, then I will hear them, or heaven, from heaven, and forgive their sins and heal their land. Isn't that good news? How many even know this nation needs healing? My goodness. Now, we're thankful for when revival's starting to break out in some of the universities right now and colleges, and, but we need to see the church revived again. And so we have to pray. And, I, and he goes on to say, we are the, uh, God's house, his temple. Now, we are the, uh, his house. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And we've been bought with a price, my friends. You know that. You know that we have been. Now, and then over in Matthew, uh, Jesus says, Matthew 21, 13, my, my father's house or my house shall be called a house of prayer. Listen, the church ought to be unified in prayers more than anything else. We ought to be able to gather together and pray. What are we praying for? This lost and dying world, this messed up culture that we live in today. Amen. You know, that stuff can get off on our, on ourselves. It gets off on our children and grandchildren and people, other people, and it can lead you the wrong way. Now, it costs something to submit to God's will. We're, caused, we're called to pray, not just as an opportunity, but as I said before, a responsibility. He's called us to pray. And it goes, we are called to partner with God and his purposes through prayer and his word. Amen. Amen. So it shall humble themselves. That's what it says. We're to humble ourselves. You know, we're not to ask God to humble us. We're to humble ourselves. The word of God says, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. And turn from our wicked ways. Well, we know there, there's some things that are wicked today. Isn't that true? There's some things going on in the world today that are truly wicked. And we, can get, we need to humble ourselves and move away from that in Jesus' name, right? So we see those things happening in, in, in Philippians chapter 3, or 2 Timothy chapter 3. But math, in Matthew chapter 24, God, uh, Jesus tells us about this. This is what was going to happen. They want to know that the end of the age and what would it be. I've read this to you before, but you have to understand this is a critical time in our, in our nation, in our world, in our lives. So we need to be on board with what he wants. He said in Matthew 20, uh, 24, verse uh, 4, he said, they asked him what would the, uh, what is the, the, you know, the end be? What would the coming of the Son of Man be? And all that. And he said, listen, take heed that no one deceive you. You know, we're living in a world of deception. 
you watch the media, you watch the uh, news broadcasts, and they bring their narrative. They always want to get their narrative across to you. And, and Jesus said, take heed that you not receive everything. Let the truth be your uh, guide. Let this word be your guide. Amen? He said, uh, for many will come in my name, saying I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and uh, rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation and kingdoms against kingdoms. We are seeing that like never before. And listen, there is a war going on in the hearts of men and women, but there's also a war going on in this world uh, between nations goes on to say, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. And those are the beginning of the sorrows, he said. So we have to know, Jesus, he warns us that, that these things are going to come. But in, in over in Mark 13, he talks us that we're to, we're to watch and pray. We're to be stand in the gap. Amen? Here's what here's what one guy wrote, how the scripture goes like this. Be on your guard, constantly alert, and watch and pray, for you do not know what the time will come, what the time will come. It's like a man already going on a journey. When he leaves home, he puts his servants in charge, each with his particular task, and he gives orders to the doorkeeper to be constantly alert and on watch. That's, that's what he wants us to do. We're to be watchmen on the wall, watching for the enemy, watching for the things that are coming, and pray. Now, he says, therefore, watch, give strict attention, be cautious and alert, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening or at midnight or the cock crowing or in the morning. So watch, I say, lest he comes suddenly and unexpectedly find you asleep. We don't want to be asleep. We're to be awake. Awake, O sleeper. <laughs> and God will give you uh, what you need in this day and this hour. We're to wake up, be alive with what's going on in the world today, and say, God, let's intervene. Let's stand in the gap for our nation and this, uh, the lost generation in Jesus' name. And what I say to you, I do uh, say to everybody, give strict attention be cautious, active, alert, and watch. Amen. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to wake up and be ready for what he wants to do in the earth today. And then over in uh, Ephesians 5, uh, 15, it says this, See that you walk circumspectly. We've talked about this before. Not as fools. Walk circumspectly. Guard what you're doing. Watch what you're doing. Watch where you're going. Watch how you're living. Amen. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. Wow, we ought to know they're evil. Well, some people say that they live in pie in the sky or their heads in the sand. We can't do that. We can't deny what's happening today. We need to get on board with what God wants to happen today in this world. Amen? Amen. God is calling his church to wake up and pray. And I, I say that because, again, we have we have prayer meetings here at church on uh Saturday morning and Monday night and, and things. But listen, we need to remember this is what we're to do individually and corporately. And when we do, man, it can open up a whole uh, um, a number of things that God can do on the earth if we'll, if we'll agree with him. Amen? Now, 
We must pray in order to stand. I'll go to another familiar scripture. It's over in Ephesians chapter uh, 6, verse 10. And we'll begin reading in verse 10. Now, he says this. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. How many of you know you try to do things on your own, it doesn't usually work. We're to be strong in the Lord. You know, uh, we, we tend to think when we're, when we're young, people, you know, come on, you can do it yourself. You can do anything yourself. And we tend to grow up thinking we can do every, all things in ourselves. But the scripture doesn't say that. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? But be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We need his power today like never before. We need his power today like never before. You need his power. And you can call on it and he'll give you the power to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and do things he's called you to do. Amen? Amen. Put on the whole armor of God. Dress yourself in the armor of God. Amen? On a regular basis. And that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. This is a day and an hour we need to be able to stand, my friends. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. We just need to know who ha holds tomorrow. And we need to walk in accordance with what, uh, who he is and how we should operate in this world. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now you think, oh, that I don't believe in that thing, anything like uh, demons or, or uh, uh, demonic powers. Listen, I don't know how, how many of you just heard the other day in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, three young people, three children, and three adults were killed by a person that claims to be, well, called himself transgender, was a male that turned into a female. And he had a, 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 had a uh, some sort of uh, a offense against this Christian school where he had gone to school at one time. He's 28 years old, goes in and shoots six people and ends up dying himself. Now, that isn't demonic. I don't know what it is. That's not, that's, and we can't fight this fight in our own strength, in our own opinions, in our own ideas. We got to have the power of God. And how do we get the power of God? By praying and studying his word and agreeing with him. Amen? Amen. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Listen, it's a pity this young man, and that's the, the, the news media doesn't call him that. That's what he was biologically. But the news media doesn't call him that, but we can call him that. But I feel I feel terrible. He he lost his life, and but he took six lives. So it's a terrible thing altogether. But it's against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You have to know the devil is still alive, my friend. And we're not to be deceived by him. We're not, we have to be careful. But you know what? You have more power living on the inside of you if you've accepted Jesus Christ. You have the power of the Holy Spirit resident in the inside of you. That's why he wants us to pray. Talks about prayer throughout the Bible. If, but there's that if. If we want revival, we're going to have to pray. If we want to see the change in, in lives, and, and we're going to have to pray. If, if, if. 
So it goes on to say, therefore, take up the whole armor. In other words, arm yourself of God. Arm yourself with his power, his might and ability. Amen? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. My goodness. You know, like I said, we don't know what's coming against us. We don't know how we're going to be persecuted or what for, the, for our faith, you know. But we've got to be able to stand. Stand in this day and this hour. Isn't that true? So we have to be able to stand. And God's looking for us to partner with him in prayer. Now we're going to read what, what, how we put on the armor here in a minute. But in Ezekiel 22, 30, it says, I sought for a man among them that should uh, make up a hedge and stand in the gap before me for the, in the land that I not destroy it, but I found none. He's looking for us today. He was looking then, but he's still looking for people to pray and stand with him. Amen? Amen. Uh, so we have to know we, we must pray. Uh, every, every Monday night or, and, and men's prayer on Saturday morning, we're, we're exhorted and we're help, encouraged to pray. And we're given scriptures by which we should always pray. Now, it goes on to say in verse 14 of, of Ephesians chapter 6, Stand therefore... Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts. Stand in faith against the powers of the dark, of darkness and, and things coming against you. Amen? Of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. How did Jesus overcome in the, in the, when he was in the desert and being tempted? By the Word of God. That's how we do the same thing. We take authority over, over the enemy with the Word of God. Now, here's, here's what he brings you to. Paul brings us to that point. He says he brings all that. Arm yourself. Because know this, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against all the powers of darkness. And he says, now arm yourself with the power of God. Put on that armor. And now what's he say? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Amen. That's He's calling us to pray right here. He, he's saying, put on that armor and then stand in the gap and begin to pray. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. In other words, we're to pray one for another. Scripture tells us that too. But he's telling us we need to pray. Amen? Now he says, and, and this, in this uh, passage, he tells us, and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to know and uh, make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may also speak boldly as I ought to speak. So Paul's telling us, Listen, friends, he's telling us our war is not with our, our family, uh, friends, uh, uh, natural people. It really isn't. It's with, with evil demonic forces of darkness. That's what it's really about. Now, doesn't mean we don't have to, uh, to do something like in that case of in, in Nashville. Wasn't it good that... that uh, Five officers ran in immediately, and two of them uh, actually took the threat out. But we have to do something sometimes. But we can also pray that these things not happen. We come against them in the name of Jesus. Amen? 
We come against things like that. Now, don't misunderstand. We're, we're seeing the signs of the times. I know there's more things, but he's wanting us to partner with him and pray against these things. And Paul said he wanted to be have utterance of the gospel. You know, that's the, that's the key of everything is getting the gospel out. Let the word of God. And listen, I don't make, I don't make any uh, uh, excuses about or any, any uh, this is a, 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 an attack on Christianity, my friends attacked on morals and, and Christianity. But over in 1 Timothy, he gives us this. <laughs> I exhort you, now he's telling us another, Paul's telling Timothy how to pray, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Listen, he's wanting us to pray for all men. And then it goes on to say, uh, I'm turned there right now, but I can. Uh, he tells us to pray for all those in authority. How I many of you know we need to pray? A lot of things I, we know about this administration, this president, and so forth, I don't agree with. But that doesn't discount that I should pray for them because that's what he says. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. What's good and acceptable? That we pray for all men, all people, all authority. Well, I don't agree with them. I know. Let's pray for them. Amen. Why does he want us to pray for him? Here's, here's, here's the, the whole thing right here. God, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, if, if we begin to see our politicians saved and delivered from the, the world and the world's way, wouldn't it? Don't you think it would change our nation? I believe it would. Now, we know a lot of times that isn't always going to happen, but that doesn't uh, uh, relieve us relieve us from the, the part that we should pray. God is always searching for those that would pray. Amen? And that's what we're supposed to do. Look, we're the, we should be the first line of defense for the things that are coming against us in the world. Lord, show yourself strong. Change children and change adults and change the lives of people help them to let the gospel be preached the true gospel of of jesus christ let's don't we don't need to preach traditions and and legalism and all that we need to preach jesus because he's the answer so he's the answer but we we live in dangerous times and we have to know that but we're 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 to move from that over into something else and listen if we are to see a new uh, great awakening, we must be outwardly focused rather than inwardly obsessed. Listen to that. We need to be focused on what's going. We shouldn't, it, we should not forsake the assembling together of ourselves in the church, right? We know that. But we're not to be so close-knit and in tight or in, 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 in ourselves that we forget what's going on around us or wh who's dying and out there in the world. We must declare Matthew 20, or Psalm 24. We must declare this is the generation of who will seek him, who will seek thy face. This should be that generation. Throughout all history, we see where God intervened in the lives of people and saved them from destruction. What This should be another time, right? Uh, we read about, uh, I wrote this, we read about the awakenings and God brought about when people prayed and preached the gospel. 
We see men like Whitfield and Edwards and John Wesley and, and the First Great Awakening back in the 1700s. And we read about revivals and Evan Roberts and, and, uh, and the Welch Revival in 1900 where 150,000 people were saved in, in Wales. And in 1907, or six and seven, of the, the Azusa Street and the, the, uh, the re revival prayer or healing revival and all those. But we want to see it now. We don't want to just see uh, uh, going through and not having God move uh, sovereignly again. Here's what Tory said. <laughs> R.A. Tory writes this. I give a prescription that will bring revival to any church or community that is uh, any city on earth. First, let a few Christians get thoroughly right with God. If this is not done, the rest will come to nothing. Second, let them bind themselves together to pray for revival until God opens the windows of heaven and comes down. Third, let them put themselves at the disposal of God for, he, for his use as he sees fit in winning others to Christ. That is all. It cannot fail. Isn't that good news? <laughs> Look again, it says here, uh, again at Tory's third point, putting ourselves at the disposal of God for his use as he sees fit. Wow. We're to partner with him. We're in the service of the Lord now. We need to partner with him. Amen? Amen. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I want to know and hear from the Lord when I get to heaven and stand before him. There was somebody I could depend on to pray. You can be the same person. You can be just like that. Pray, passion to pray, not lukewarm. E.M. Bounds says true prayer must be a flame. In other words, you got to stir yourself up to pray. It's not always easy. I don't. You always. I don't always want to pray. I'm sure you don't. But you know what? God hears the prayers of the righteous, which we are made, men made righteous when we're born again, and he, He'll begin to help us. <laughs> Let me see what I'm finishing up here. First hmm. Peter four seven says this: "It's the end of all things, is uh, end of all end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers." That's what I'm calling this tonight. I'll, I'll probably continue talking about something. It would probably go back to that, even if it's a different message, because we we need prayer, desperately need prayer in our nation, in our world. Amen? Amen. So let us pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all you do for us. I thank you for the word of God that's true. I thank you for greater is he that's in us. And I thank you for the, the, the greatest untapped power of all the earth is, is people that will pray and seek your face and do what you ask us to do. And then we'll begin to see great things happen in our nation, in our world, in our, in our communities, in our homes, and in our church. And so, Lord, we thank you for it and give you praise now. And bless everyone in the sound of my voice. Help, help us all to come to that place where, God, we, we ought always to pray and not faint. And we won't if we pray. So we just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.